Welcome to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Solomon Timothy. And I am Taylor Rowe. Today's episode, we talked about sort of the age-old question of, be, is it better to be a, a jack-of-all-trades or you know, sort of a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, right? So we talk about that in a couple of different capacities. One is your overall business model. Do you offer a wide variety of services to a you know, multitude of clients? Or do you offer a wide variety of services to one specific audience, one specific industry? Or do you just really focus on what you do well is very targeted to a very targeted select group of people? It's not a high volume game, but uh, you're going to really nail your niche, right? So that's kind of what we got into today and, and how you can adjust your marketing strategy accordingly. Hope you enjoy. So Taylor, and this is a, probably a question that a lot of people struggle with, right? When you're doing online ads, when you're doing Facebook ads, maybe you're doing Google ads, you've got the choice of casting a wide net, try to get as many people into your funnel as possible, and then let your offer do the selling, or you limit who even sees your campaign, make it very specific, and you know basically limit the impressions right to a small audience, and then figure out if you're having a pretty good conversion rate. I want your thought on it. I mean, there's no right or wrong answer. I'm like, there's a lot of people, different strategies. Everybody will give you their thought process. I just want to have a dialogue as to what you think. Right. Yeah. Like you said, I I mean, I don't think there's a necessarily a right or wrong answer. Um, There's probably pros and cons to each. And and I think it probably comes down to a a fundamental business model question, right? If you should try to be sort of a, a jack of all trades, or if you really want to focus in on understanding what you do well and who you do it for. And if that's very, very clear to you and you're able to turn away other businesses, projects, whatever that may be that don't make sense for you, then likely your marketing strategy will be reflective of that. Meaning you hone in on who your ideal customer profile is and all of your marketing messaging speaks directly to that. Your targeting is very tight. And like you said, we're, we're being very specific with our, our actual marketing approach for through all platforms, right? The other side of that is, do we just, like you said, cast a wide net? It's a volume base. We want to go for brand awareness and we want to get in front of as many people as we can, as many people as possible. So I think it it kind of goes back to what your product or service is and what your business model is. And then from there, you need to adapt. Now, if you are a a volume-based type of business where you can apply your service or product or whatever that is to almost everybody. Sure. I think that it comes with its own inherent set of challenges from a marketer's perspective. You would think conventional wisdom would say, well, you know, that's an easy product to market because everybody can use it. But when it comes to digital marketing, that's almost a handicap, right? Because there are so many different channels, so many different devices, so many different people that how can you possibly get in front of them with sort of that one message that resonates with everybody, right? That's the silver bullet that marketers have been trying to figure out for so many years, years, right? It's it's as long as marketing has been a thing, right? So if that is the case, let's talk about that strategy, right? So you have a broad audience. How do I actually make adjustments to my marketing strategy so that it's not too broad? So I think it depends on a couple of different platforms and what the overall marketing approach is. But let's kind of go platform by platform with some of the more well-known ones. So we could start with you know Facebook and then we'll talk about Google ads and SEO and kind of content marketing and, and there, you know, so on and so on. So what are your thoughts on a Facebook campaign? If we have a broad audience to reach and we have a 
guess, a product or a solution, which is say a solution that would apply and would be beneficial to the majority of the population. So how would you go about setting up a campaign in uh, on a platform like Facebook? I'd say in Facebook, especially, and we had this in our previous episodes where we talked about it, having campaigns top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. And if it's a top of funnel awareness campaign, I think we should go as broad as possible. Why? Because you can always pull it back later. Mm-hmm. It's very easy, right? You can mm-hmm. literally go in and change the audience to say, hey, I don't want this age group anymore. You don't want this. You don't want this interest. It's pretty straightforward. Right. But I would rather have as many eyeballs as I can on that that ad. Of yep. course, you have some limitations on who sees it. It's not everybody on sure. Facebook, but broader it. Definitely, I would go and have a very specific call to action or the offer mm. that people would click on if they're interested. And if not, they saw another ad, just like they've seen millions of ads. Right. You're not getting penalized. So right. why not? Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it would be important to make sure that the messaging of that ad and the call to action of that ad is indicative of your solution. Right. Otherwise, if it's very clickbaity and we just say, hey, all we care about is views and impressions and eyeballs, you're just kind of diluting your audience for future targeting. So the strategy you're recommending is, let's say Facebook, open the audience up to very wide, let's not narrow, let's not exclude anybody just based on a set of characteristics or whatever, let's let our messaging of the ad actually drive the clicks and let people self-qualify themselves, right? So let's just say something extremely broad. You're selling dog food or dog products or something like that, right? So you're targeting basically everybody because maybe 50% of the population has a dog or has a pet. There are other settings within Facebook that you can say, you know, pet owners, this or that. But the other option would just be leave it very broad, maybe targeted an age demographic or income demographic that makes sense for how the price point of your product. But then from there, just make it very clear and evident that the value you're adding in that offer, the top of the funnel offer, or, you know, just information, whatever that is, is only relevant to somebody who has a dog, right? Right. So you wouldn't just have a clickbaity title that everyone would click on. You would let the population or the audience self qualify themselves by offering something that is relevant to a dog owner. I remember back in the day when uh, Dollar Shave Club was still mm-hmm. private, it wasn't bought out by the big guys. They would say, this man is trying to change Correct. a $12 billion industry, mm-hmm. disrupting a $12 billion industry. We we're like, who is this man and what industry <laughs> yeah. are we talking yeah. about? It didn't say, I'm Dollar Shave Club, with a $9.99, you can get blades. That right. was not the goal. He wanted as many people to come and watch the video mm-hmm. and then know about this company. Whether you sign up, secondary. Right. Yeah. So that's a, <laughs> that's one of those, like we said, with Clickbaity. the business model where it's his audience is extremely broad. It's mm-hmm. every, it's 50% of the audience, right. right? Or 51%, whatever the number is. It's anyone who has to shave it. At that point. In his, in his strategy was all men, right? Yeah. So everyone fits into that demographic. Everyone can afford it according to their approach because it's cheaper than the traditional right purchasing razors and all those sorts of things. So like you said, he was just focused on awareness. And then based on engagement with that post, then he was filtering that out. And it was all about brand awareness that this product existed because everyone fit within that. But his offer was only, there's only one thing, right? When you talk about what they do, it's all prepackaged. You have a couple of different options, but they're not at the time, you know, they weren't offering a wide variety of grooming products and all those sorts of things. They've kind of since expanded, but the idea is... Looks like you're a customer. You can't have... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's difficult to have a 
a large audience and a large variety of products. And that's where we say it's dangerous to be all things to all people because it's like, okay, well, we can sell our products to all men and all women. And we don't not only sell our products, we can sell somebody else's products. Anything you want to buy, just come to us, right? That that is difficult to both market and fulfill in terms of making sure that you're doing what you do really well. So if you do have a broad audience, make sure whatever you offer is very tight in its offering. And maybe it's the mentality. Do you want the whole world to know about you and build a brand, even if not everybody's going to be a customer and you already know that? Or are you so concerned about ROI from your limited marketing dollars so that you need to squeeze every dime out? So you're thinking so much more bottom of funnel. Mm And you're just trying to optimize that over and over. I guess it's just really different companies, different brands have yeah. different mindset. Yeah, Coca-Cola I, I couldn't care that, less. Right. I feel like that one's a little bit of, of an anomaly as well, just because they it's like a perfect fit for digital marketing and all of those categories. Like you said, like anybody can use it that fits this category. People are already purchasing it. So they're not introducing something new. They're introducing an alternative way to do it. And it's actually cheaper and easier. So the barrier to entry is a little bit low. The risk is very, very low. low. And it's so, free. Exactly. And they would offer like a free trial. So it, it's just like, that is a no brainer for, for someone in terms of, okay, let's invest in digital marketing and take this approach. But most organizations or companies that are struggling that would be trying to answer this question of, do I cast a wide net? Um, even though I offer very specific offering, right? What I offer is not used by everybody, or maybe it is used by everybody. But it's, you know, cost $1,000 or it costs $20,000 or it's, you know, very, you know, it's an acquired taste of whatever it is. So I think in those scenarios, like you were mentioning, start with the top of the funnel offer based on engagement with that offer, then create multiple ads for middle of the funnel and bottom of the funnel, because people aren't going to just jump directly to that bottom of the funnel offer. Agreed. So at what point, like I said, we talked about Facebook. What about Google? Same thing, Google ads. That's cost way more money than, right? right? So you got to be more careful here. Yeah. So with Google ads, there's a couple of main differences. The biggest one in my mind is the intent of the user, right? People go to Google to actively search to find an answer or solution to their problem. And so in this case, it's a more buyer intent related search. If they're searching for your product or service that you want to bid on and show up for Whereas Facebook or any social platform is by nature a passive channel. Most of the time, don't go to Facebook looking for you know, new technology or product or this or that. Now they do, of course, have the shop and they have, there's a lot of other things Facebook's trying to do. But in general, it's a time killer, right? It's a, it's a passive channel. People are just going through and kind of scrolling. So the intent is much different, which like you said, the cost per click, cost per you know, thousand impressions, however you want to look at your bid strategy and sort of compare your marketing spend, it is probably more expensive on that side because the intent is there. Now within Google, like you said, casting a wide net versus being very targeted, Google has options for your bid strategy of basically, like you said, a broad match, phrase match, or exact match keyword. And I think a lot of it depends on what it is you're selling, your product or service. If it's a well-known and what I would refer to as a searchable product or service, then if you're focusing on driving sales only, you would probably want to look at the most exact match that you can, right? If there's enough search volume right. to satisfy your budget to actually get the conversions you're looking for. If you're paying for the traffic, you want to make sure it's very buyer intent related bottom of the funnel traffic. Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? 
You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified, or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone, all right? Businesses go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes. Uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation, or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS, and especially with this podcast, is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right, so thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. If there's not a lot of awareness around your solution and it's not a searchable term, meaning people, there's not an industry term for whatever it is that you provide, right? We provide digital marketing services, right? Or we provide search engine optimization. So people are going to Google and they're searching for digital marketing agency or inbound marketing agency. There's terms that we've created, right? But a lot of industries, a lot of companies that we work with, they don't have that that luxury, right? There's what they provide is a little bit niche, a little bit unique. A lot of people can use it if they fit the certain criteria, but they don't know about it. So if they are to invest into Google Ads, I would imagine they need to expand their search strategy to include a little bit more phrase match, broad match, a little more middle and top of the funnel search terms that would be kind of against conventional wisdom when it comes to Google AdWords, because you might not get a direct conversion, right? It may be a little more passive in terms of what that conversion path looks like. You need to send them while they're doing the research, introduce them to the brand, give them the answer to whatever they're looking for, but also introduce them to your brand and how that ties into with whatever your offering is. So they might not convert right away, or maybe they're going to convert on something higher top of the funnel, like an asset download or something like that, rather than requesting a quote right off the bat. And again, you can do the same thing kind of like we talked about for, for Facebook as well, create more broader audiences mm-hmm. that you can retarget to. Yeah, exactly. Right? It doesn't matter how they came from. Within your referral within traffic, Google. Yeah, yeah, within Google, <clears throat> yeah, referral yeah. traffic, and that's a great way to look at the success of a campaign like that. If you are, if you're forced to widen your audience and widen your net a little bit on something like Google AdWords, every visitor is essentially, you know, a valuable piece of data. It's a data set, right? That you can actually, like you said, cookie. You can retarget on other platforms through Google Display Network. You're building up that customer list of at least people who are somewhat interested in something that you do because they search for something that you are willing to pay for to bring them to your website. So of course you want to convert them and get their email address. That's probably the most valuable piece of information, but that user data, that cookie data, pixel data is extremely important and valuable as well. Hey, you could do lookalike audiences too with that. So there's a ton of things that you could do. I mean, I just wanted to kind of talk about this as a very broad topic. Again, you know, I've seen people struggling with this and you don't know which way to go. Again, you're trying to generate ROI at the end of the day. However, different companies have different strategies, but what are your thoughts on SEO? Yeah. So that's probably one other thing that we should touch on the the paid search side. And we can talk about it with SEO because essentially the the idea of casting a wide net or you know honing in on your persona, the same would apply to your search strategy. So again, what I mentioned, it's hard to be all things to all people. If you are all things to all people, meaning you have a solution that fits in industry A and industry B and industry C and industry whatever, you're going to get, if you're trying to, you're going to have search traffic for 
solution A for plumbers, solution A for whatever, and industry B, C, D, and E. So that is essentially replicating your search strategy for Google AdWords, multiple campaigns for each industry that you're going after, or each buyer persona you're going after. Your SEO strategy, you need a strategy for each buyer persona you're going after. Facebook, you need a strategy for each buyer persona you're going after. All the different marketing channels, you're giving yourself 10 times the amount of work. So it can be extremely valuable, but you have to also look at your own marketing resources and be honest. If you can you handle it? Yeah, exactly. So it's you're, you, stre- you can easily spread yourself very thin and um, you know sort of chase too many strategies all at once and, and not, not get any results. Exactly. Not go all into exactly what you're trying to do. So that would be my advice when it comes to SEO. It's the same thing. Who are you trying to get in front of? And what kind of value can you offer them? And if that answer comes with a lot of long explanations or, well, we could do this in this space, but we also do this and we also do this and we also do this. And like I said, if there's not a real industry term, searchable term for exactly what you do and who you do it for, then you have to be a little bit creative with that and probably focus on educational content and look at other ways to drive traffic uh, and promote that same kind of content, right? So we talk a lot about repurposing content. So creating something creating a blog post, sharing it on social media, promoting it, turning that you know into a video or podcast or vice versa. So I think that's one way that you can help cast a wide net within a very specific piece of content right? that will resonate with a specific audience. Anything else we need to add to this? I think, like I said, if you had the bandwidth on SEO, yeah. you should create content. like For everyone, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you can. Yeah, I think exactly like you said, if, if you have the bandwidth and... Um, your, whatever your solution is, is valuable to multiple audiences, then you need to create very specific content at scale, which is the difficult part. It needs to be very specific to that user so that it resonates with them, so that it's not as difficult in terms of competition to rank for organically. And that most importantly, once they come to your website, it's very easy for them to see that you can provide value to them in their specific situation because you created content that is so relevant to them that they're willing to convert. So your conversion rates are going to be much higher. Your clients are going to be much happier if you can fulfill it the way that you're kind of promising it. But the issue that a lot of people have is they just you know dabble in each one, right? So if you can do it, do it really well and go all in on those different channels and those different industries or personas that you have to market to, those different audiences. But don't cast a, a wide net, cast a wide net that's also very deep. Right. No, I agreed. And you're likely to get some fish, right? If you can, if you can cast a wide net. Sure. And uh, if you can get that audience again, I think that's a really big part that you can do a lot with the visitors, that information of the visitors that you got. Even if they didn't convert, there's a lot of things that you can do with it. Mm-hmm. You could even do push notifications. People subscribe right. to those. So there's a lot that you can do if you can get someone to your website, right. whether, whether relevant or not. You can even use so, targeted retargeting right. offers to get them back in I mean, if you wanted to. That's another another issue. And again, like we're saying, there's pros and cons to everything. But one possible negative side effect that comes to mind is if you cast that wet that net too wide through all these different channels, then your retargeting list, your remarketing list, if you're targeting your entire website traffic is going to be a little bit diluted as well, because then how can you have a very specific offer that you're going to retarget to people when they're all coming from different traffic sources, they're all coming from different audience lists, right? So you would have to, depending on your audience, you could kind of overlay some additional targeting criteria, or you could just retarget specific sections of the website, or if you have different landing pages. People that went to your price page exactly. and they bounced. Yeah. 
Right. So it just depends. But yeah, you want to be, you know, it's like an organized chaos, right? You want to have a very broad strategy to reach all of your different personas. But within that, you need to be very targeted and very relevant and specific to what it is that, that they're offering, especially when it comes to SEO, because we always talk about how much emphasizes relevant content to whoever is searching. So if you're not seen by Google as a thought leader in that very specific search, you're just kind of seen as a, a generalist rather than a specialist going to be much harder for you to rank for that term. Agreed. Well, that's all we have, folks. If you have questions like these, uh, we need to uh, send it in to growthmarketers at oneimus.com. We'd love to answer them for you. And uh, hopefully you found some value and um, share the podcast and subscribe to it. And uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>